Hello, hello. I'm Len Tillum. I'm happy to be here with you doing this podcast. You got problems? Give us a call. 800-996-4505. We will get back to you and solve the problem, and you'll get to hear great stories. We love those stories. Whatever your legal problem is, it doesn't matter. Call it in. I've got David Brown doing research. We'll figure it out. 800 800- Nine nine six four five zero five. Of course, you can send me emails, len at lentillum.com. We'll answer those too. All right, let's begin. William in Vallejo, how come you're calling a lawyer? Well, I've got a friend that got pulled over for going too slow, and, uh, and she got uh, arrested for a DUI. Mm-hmm. And she was, uh, she didn't, uh, she's not, you know, she's not going to be positive for anything. She was just tired. Wait, 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 wait a second. Wait, she got pulled over for driving too slowly. And what else happened to her? Well, she was, a, she, she was arrested for DUI. For DUI? Okay. Did she blow into the breathalyzer or do a blood test? Y- y- she did. She did do a blood test. Um, she was given an option of a blood test or urine. And uh, she was forced to take the blood test because there was no female officer. Okay, that's all right. So, and they took her license away, right? The cop took her license. Yeah. So what's your question to me? Well, what happened to being innocent until proving guilty? She can't drive, and she didn't do anything wrong. Wait, wait a second. Wait, wait a second. Let's go through this, you know. Um, and you got to start from the premise that everybody hates drunk drivers. And let's start with that, okay? You agree. You don't like drunk drivers, right? Right. Okay, no one should drive drunk. You could hit a school bus full of kids, God forbid. So, first of all, do you think the cop could not stop her because instead of speeding, she was driving too slowly? Is that what you think? Well, I don't know. Let me go through it. Let me explain. The cop sees somebody driving too slowly or weaving or driving too, whatever they're doing, they are legally allowed to stop them. That, that stop is legal. Somebody's driving weird, even slowly, it's legal. And the standard for what is legal, you know, cops' reasonable suspicion to stop you, it's pretty lax. It's an easy standard. All the cop has to have is a reasonable suspicion that a crime is taking place and the car or the people in it are somehow involved. And everybody knows that sometimes drunks drive too slowly. They can't. They can't get it together. They're afraid if they drive too fast, they'll hit I whatever it is, right? And so the judge is not going to throw out that stop. Next, the cop will testify because cops, I got to tell you this, they are experts at spotting drunks, just like you are. If somebody's drunk or stoned, how old are you, William? I'm 52. If you've seen people drunk and stoned in your 52 years, right? Somebody walks up drunk or stoned, you can spot them, right? The guys... Sure. Okay. So the cop is going to testify your friend appeared to be drunk. She um, couldn't pass the field sobriety test. There was an odor of alcohol about her. She fumbled when she got her license out of her bag. Her speech was slurred, right? And she'll say, oh, no, I wasn't drunk. So this case will come down to is the results of the blood test. I don't know why she didn't blow into a machine. Maybe she wasn't able to. Or maybe she blew into a machine and it came out zero, no alcohol. But, wait, but you could be stoned on Valium or Quaaludes or I don't know, whatever people speed. You could be stoned on drugs and it could affect your driving. It's driving under the influence, not just alcohol. So they do a blood test. 
Yeah, but it's been three weeks, and she keeps calling for the results. And wait, 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 wait. Forget about calling for the results. She doesn't know what she's talking about or doing. What happened was, when you're arrested for driving under the influence, the cop, by law, takes your license away. There's no such thing as the Constitution. The right to drive is a privilege. The ability to drive is a privilege, not a right. You don't have, you know, you got a right to free speech. You don't have a right to have a driver's license no matter what. It's a privilege. And the law says if you get arrested for drunk driving, even if you're not drunk, but if you get arrested for drunk driving, they can take your license away. They gave her a citation. The DMV, the citation that she should look at that, the citation, the ticket they gave her is a driver's license. It's called an administrative per se driver's license. The back of that ticket, the citation, is your friend's driver's license. Look at it. She didn't read it. If she wants to fight the suspension, because it's only good for 30 days, the license, she has to call the DMV and ask to appeal the suspension. Otherwise, she's going to lose her license, I think it's either for four or six months, even if the DA drops the case. If she doesn't appeal this to the DMV, she will lose her license, even if the blood test comes back, no drugs, no alcohol. You got it? So stop oh. fighting the Constitution. Go and appeal the DMV. He, you know, you got to do the appeal on the back of the ticket. It's all there. You got that? So she's guilty until proven innocent, huh? Oh, stop that crap. You know, you didn't even hear a word I said. You're just mouthing those stupid things. It's not that she's guilty until proven innocent. The cop thought she was drunk, and they take her license away. They're allowed to do that. Your argument is the argument of an idiot. Stop saying it. You sound like a dope. I got no patience for dumbasses today. I'll tell you. You call up, and you're an idiot. I'm going to yell at you. Hey, Carla, why are you calling a lawyer? Oh, I am calling a lawyer because I am planning on getting married with my fiancé. Okay. But the thing is that he is an immigrant. Yeah. From Mexico, and he has two minor misdemeanors. What does he have two minor misdemeanors for? Because he got caught driving without a license. Is he here undocumented? You know, in California, you can't get a driver's license unless you're here legally. Is he here without papers? Yes, sir. Okay, so I understand. What's the question? The question is, will we have any type of problems getting married because of those uh, misdemeanors? No, no, you can get married. We could? Okay. You, you, You could marry, someone could marry a serial killer. You know, people get married in prison. You could marry this guy. The marriage is legal. There's no problem with that. Oh, okay. And will he have any problems because there has been people that we know of that have been punished and sent back to their countries for about 10 years? Well, here's the problem. Are you a U.S. citizen? Yes. Your fiancé is an undocumented alien, Mm -hmm. and it's a legal marriage, but he... He still has to jump through a lot of hoops to get a green card. Just because he marries a U.S. citizen doesn't mean you automatically get a green card. Yeah, I understand. Um, And having two misdemeanor convictions will make it more difficult for him to get documented. You know, you should get married. You you love the guy. How old are you? I'm young. I'm 21. So let me ask you a question. You you, you got a baby with this guy yet or nothing, right? We're just very happy together. Let me ask you a question. This is what I would say to my daughter. Mm -hmm. What are you doing marrying a guy who has no papers, who's going to be very difficult to get papers, who doesn't have a license, so it's going to be hard to get a job? 
He has a job. He has a steady job, and he also graduated from college. All right. You know, I know a number of people in Sonoma who came in. He came into this country like when he was seven years old. His parents came in, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, he's more gringo than Mexican. He's got nobody in Mexico. If they deported him, it would be a tragedy because he's got nobody to go to. His family is all here, right? His family's actually back in Mexico. He is the only one here. Oh, so much for that theory. Okay. <laughs> but there are a number of people I know in Sonoma who've come over when they were in the third grade. They went to high school. They're going to the JC. They can't get a driver's license. We have an immigration problem. Yeah. You really should talk to an immigration lawyer. Oh, okay. You got it? You should yeah. talk to an immigration lawyer and see what they can do about getting him legal. Okay. Okay, and that's another thing, too. Because of the whole new governor, governor that we're trying to get in California, I've The governor has nothing to do with it. The governor has nothing to do with it. Even it's, with the laws they'll try to establish, because... Are you talking about what happened in Arizona? Yeah, that's another one, because... Of, uh, yeah, I don't think that's going to happen in California. Oh, but, okay, yay! But, it, but I don't think so. But, um, uh, really. Get a... But Arizona's different. It just shows it's very difficult, and... God forbid we have another terrorist attack in this country. Well, God forbid the terrorists come in from Mexico. I'm not saying they're Mexican, but they came in through Mexico. It's just going to get more and more difficult. I, I Just talk to people. You know, Catholic charities have lots of immigration peoples. They know people who do it. Talk to some people and find out what's going on. Okay. Look into it, okay? All right, thank you. Good luck to you. I hope you're happy and have a wonderful life. All right, you too. Bye. Thank you. Let's say hello to Nadia. Nadia in Santa Cruz. How come you're calling a lawyer, Nadia? Well, I'm calling you today, and thank you for taking my call. But I'm calling today because um, I actually just half an hour ago, or a little before I called you, was threatened to be to be taken to small claims court for computer damage. Tell me what happened. So I was sitting in a cafe with two friends, and I we were sitting at a relatively small table. We had three laptops at this table, and when I got up to go to the restroom, I pushed my laptop onto the table because it was hanging off the table a little bit, mm-hmm. and I pushed it onto the table, and a cup, a full cup of tea that was in a paper cup had no lid on it spilled onto one of the computers, and the girl who actually owns the computer wasn't present. Her boyfriend was watching after it while she was in class. And now I actually just got a phone call from her mother threatening to take me to small claims court to replace the computer in full. Uh, You're you're calling from Santa Cruz, right? Yes. You're a student at UC? Yes. Okay. Well, let's go through it. It really is your fault. You knocked over the glass, right? But this woman, how much does she want for you? How much does she want from you, the the mother? The mother wants $1,200 plus tax. Hold on a second. And wait, wait, wait. You knocked over the glass. But yes. you don't have to pay for a new computer, and you don't have to pay for a better computer. Was this a Mac or something? This, it was a Mac, and yeah. she upgraded her computer. Okay. So this is a newer computer. Your liability is limited to the depreciated value of the computer you ruined. You know? Mm-hmm. So um, if it's... How old is the computer? The computer that she had, I believe, was four years old. Yeah, so... It's not worth $1,200, and you don't have to buy a new computer. You just have to get replacement value. That's number one. Number two, how old are you? I'm 21. And you're a student at UC? Yes. You don't have 1200 or $800. No. So you say to the no, woman, here's what you say, right? You say, I'm really sorry this happened. 
I have no money. I'm a student. I, you know, it, and I'm, I can't pay you. And if she wants, she'll sue you in small claims court. We don't have debtors prison. If she sues you in small claims court, call me back. But okay. they're being a little greedy, wanting $1,200. You know what else? I'm being creative like a lawyer. You can say, look, all of us had these computers there. It was contributory negligence. It shouldn't have been on the table where it could have got knocked mm-hmm. over. You know, when accidents happen and whatever, throw out some smoke. But base, the bottom line is you don't have $1,200, do you? No. So tell her, I'm sorry, I don't have the money. And um, if you want to sue me, sue me in small claims court. Okay. Don't don't fear it, okay? Okay. And by the way, Nadia, I am one of the world's bigger klutzes, so it's nice to hear from another klutz. I knock yeah. things down all the time, you know? <laughs> yeah, even sober I'm a klutz, so uh, yes. it's endearing, I hope. Thank you. Bill in Petaluma, how come you're calling a lawyer, Bill? Good afternoon, Lynn. Yes, I have a daughter that is refusing to move out. How old is she? She's in her 30s. She lives with you? Yes, me and my wife claim she has entitlement to uh, live there. And what does she do all day long? Stays in her room and smokes dope? Watches TV? What's going on? Uh, watches TV, sleeps. Uh, she does work part-time. But uh, I told her, Lynn Tillum says you're a guest or a boarder because she doesn't pay rent. And right. She doesn't pay rent. You can kick her out. She is not an owner. She's not a tenant. You're not a tenant if you're not paying rent. You could put all her stuff in a plastic bag, leave it on the lawn, and change the locks. You know, look. Is there a code or a statute that I can... Yeah, me. Yeah. Um, Lentillum, you know, uniform California law. David, what's the... Sta- I don't know, tenancy laws. Don't ask me those questions without David doing research. You think I know codes in my head? But I know you can throw her out. Here's the story. If she's staying home, I'll, I'll be a little compassionate. Is she suffering from depression? Does she got emotional problems, you know? And also, if you throw her out, what is she going to do, sleep under a bridge? You know, you got your, your wife is her mother, right? True. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, and you're also a little codependent. You let her be 35. How old is she? She's 35. Yeah. been in and out several times. Well, you you give her first and last, help her go out, see if she needs some counseling. You can throw her out, but... um, She may be 55 and still... It's not so easy to throw a kid out, you know? All of a sudden, she'll start crying, you know, and and pulling guilt strings, really. I hate to sound like a goody two-shoes, but maybe a little family therapy wouldn't be a bad idea just to learn how to do it. You've done that. All right. You got disgusted. Does she have a boyfriend there sleeping over, too? No. Oh, thank goodness. Okay, so your wife... There's no boyfriend your wife's got to make pancakes for in the morning, right? Uh, We don't do that. We don't do that. Good show today. Thank you for joining us. You can send me emails, len at lentillum.com. We'll answer them. Trusts and estates, who gets your stuff when you die, personal injury. We do all of that work. Jim Gagan does it with my office. We've got a staff of lawyers here who takes care of elder problems. Nurse, somebody's in a nursing home. You want to protect your kid's inheritance. You're worried about estate taxes. You've got an AB trust and you don't need it. By the way, I do a column. It's in a number of papers called Elder Advocate. And if you go to lentillum.com, you can see all of those articles there. And they're divided into different topics. That may answer some of your questions. We would love to be your lawyer. So by all means, if you need help with personal injury or trust and estate work, come and meet with me. I meet with clients. We'd love to see you. We do a good job. Thank you. We'll be back tomorrow.